When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation! Let's go! Big show today. Big show. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. First off, RK's back. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Nice to be back. And then we are joined by two very important people from the Coach Prime documentary, director and showrunner Micah Brown. Hello. And then executive producer Jamie Elias. Hello. Got it right. <laughs> got it right. Got it right. Nailed I got my it. names. We're on a roll it. today. Nailed it. We're <laughs> off to a hot start. <laughs> Not bad, huh? All well, right, we're done. Up, guys? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. How are you guys doing, though? It's been a crazy season for us. I can only imagine for y'all. Doing good. Yeah, we're coming down the home stretch here. Yeah. Excited to premiere it tomorrow. And uh, yeah, all is good. I know. Really excited. L- always love when we can be back in Colorado, you know? Let's go. <laughs> You guys first time out here then, or have you been out here before? Oh no, not no. our first time. We've been we've well, <laughs> we came out in the off season. Well, you know, obviously not show. first time oh, today. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Colorado is a good spot. I've been to Boulder a bunch of times. I actually played football at Kansas, and so I actually got to play against Ooh. the Buffs in 2007. So yeah, it was fun. Got to play there. Yeah. Well, that's so, awesome. So, let's go big picture first. What has this experience been like for you guys as you? Uh, self-described or part of the Louis luggage that came in this season, <laughs> season two. That was Micah. Micah said that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> season two of Coach Prime. Uh, what has the experience been like for you guys? It's been incredible. Well, first of all, like just getting to know Coach Prime, getting to know the p- players and everything. It's been super fun. Um, you know, creatively, it's been a good challenge, you know, for us to be able to go in and go, hey, we not only want to do something that's showcasing this movement that's happening but we also want to get in there and help the players and the fans and everybody get to know who these characters really are you know so it's it's been fun so far yeah it's been really great just getting to know like like i said the players and the coaching staff everybody has been incredible that's part of the reason why we love colorado so much everybody at cu has been fantastic as well and you know this story is a lot bigger than football and so i think that even with how the season ended we're still extremely proud of how everybody played and Mm -hmm. it's been fantastic so for you guys, when obviously you guys cover like the whole season in the Coach Prime documentary, when exactly are we kind of picking up in episode one? Like when does it all start? Yeah, so episode one picks up right when he kind of arrives and he gives that you know fiery speech yep. to the team and he says some guys are going to go ahead and jump in the portal. <laughs> the famous we, speech. Yeah, <laughs> right there. So we pick up right there. We go all the way through the spring. We kind of tell all the stories of know what was going on who they're bringing in sold you know, out spring game sold out spring game the whole deal and then we you know start picking up on who the new characters of this series are going to be you know the jimmy horns the you know bishop thomas shane cokes yep. you know uh dylan edwards uh you know we got xavier, xavier weaver travis and shador uh so we kind of start hitting everybody there and so it's it's uh it starts to really heat up after that. I'm <laughs> sure, man. <laughs> Who out of all the players, I am going to make you pick favorites. Who is the most fun to spend time around? I like Travis. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> he the first hilarious. time we were going to go shoot Travis with Travis. Is really funny. Yeah, the first time we were going to his house, you know, we show up and we're like, all right, we're going to go shoot a scene with you. 
And he opens the door and he's wearing a Lilo and Stitch you know, onesie. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell's going on here? This is not what I expected at all. You know, and so I mean, from these high caliber athletes, you expect them to be serious all the time. But he's one of those guys who just he's so confident in who he is and what he does that he can be goofy and he can be fun and he can, you know, be that way off the field. And so I think that's been really fun to get to know him. Totally. Well, God, you rolling with that? <laughs> I, I like Travis too, but I think that God, picking a favorite player is really hard. I really liked Jimmy's story, and I really liked Jimmy this year. I got uh, the opportunity to go and talk with his dad as well in jail in Florida, and like it's just he's been really cool. I, I would say Jimmy. I'm gonna keep rolling here. Who, what about coaches? Oh, other than Coach Proud, who's, <laughs> oh. who's your favorite coach to work with? Oh, I love the coaches. Coach Sal cracks me up. He is like one of my all-time favorites. He is phenomenal. It's just an amazing man, but so funny. Really cool to be around. Coach Kelly, really cool. To be, all of the, the entire coaching staff is incredible, but Coach Ka Coach Sal has me rolling it adds every up practice. That the person who asked, can we curse on this show right before we started? <laughs> loves Coach Sal. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Fucking love yeah. you, Coach Sal. Uh, <laughs> we don't feature him too much in this series, but Coach Trevor, the special teams oh, coach, gosh. we've heard. He is a character, man. He's wild. And we're going to get into that more, you know, in another season. But, uh, yeah. you know, he is a... Uh, he is a character for a sure. Character, I have to tell a Coach Trevor story because oh, yes, here we go. Uh, okay. We so we do our <laughs> post game show after the games from the facility, and like normally it happens so late because we're like waiting for Coach Prime's press conference, all this stuff. By the time we get set up, and especially on those eight thirty games, <clears throat> by the time we do our show, it's like two three a.m. So the building is completely empty except us. And then one night, we're doing our post game show, and it's what do you think two a.m. At least. 2 a.m. And Coach Trevor walks into the room with, like, a video game console in his hand. It was, a, it was an NES, bro. <laughs> Old school. So and he was just like, oh, so sorry. Uh, like, you guys almost done? We're like, yeah. He's like, cool. I was just going to, like, set up and play a couple games. It's like, what are you, at 2 a.m.? Yeah, he's playing, like, Mike Tyson Punch-Out or whatever yep. that game is or That's something. Fits. That feels right for that him. Fits. Oh, God, I gotta love it. All right. And then finally, who's your guys' uh, you know favorite media to interview for the show? Oh, definitely you guys, for <laughs> sure. Done and done. I mean, is it even a question? Yeah, I know. You did that great shirtless interview for us. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. It was, uh, Our kid got on a table, I heard. Yeah, yeah it's going to be... It's going to be bonus content. Yeah, bonus content. Too <laughs> hot for TV. <laughs> that We hadn't actually officially told our listeners that we were we were going to be in the uh, in the show yet. So there you go. There's the breaking well, news. Oh, yeah. Well, we kind of started with you guys. Well, he asked me. He's like, and you're in the show, right? And I was like, uh, maybe. You, I don't know. <laughs> you 100% are. Maybe yeah, we like started with YouTube. <laughs> and then we went to like you know Michael Strahan, Aaron uh, Andrews, the headliners first. Right? Yeah, we started yes, with you guys, clearly. and then we just worked our way down. You know? Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> what was it like uh, working with Shador? Because he had a very, I guess, up and down season. Obviously, like a Heisman candidate early in the year, doesn't even end up finishing the season because he's hurt. What was it just like following his progression this year? Yeah, Shador is so professional and has such an even keel temperament. Like everything that you guys saw on the field, we saw in production. Mm -hmm. He doesn't let things emotionally affect him. Um, he's just like a, he's a true pro. He was great to work with. He was fantastic. Yeah. He's got a great temperament. You know, obviously he's got that killer smile, you know, and so he's got good charisma. And honestly, for a guy who's as big time as he is, he was so kind to us. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. You know, great. he would text us and be like, Hey, I'm about to go watch film. You know, you guys want to go. And that was like an unsolicited thing. And so it's, it's rare, and he got it, and I think people are going to see a different side of him in this series for sure. 
That's it's crazy with, with Shador because we talk so much about like a player like, oh, he never gets too high, never gets too low. But like, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy have zero reactions to things on the field. Like, you know, obviously he scores a touchdown, you'll get a celebration out of him. But like, I don't know, even if you just watch the NFL on Sundays, like you'll see a false start and like the quarterback spikes the ball. He's just like frustrated. You never get that from short. He just walks back five yards like, all right, let's do it again. I really didn't realize that, I think, until the UCLA game. When the UCLA game happened and like the beatdown that was going down, like he did not get frustrated or react. And I was so not shocked, but like it's one of those things where even in professional football, you see quarterbacks have reactions or players have reactions when like all hope seems to be lost. And he just so even keel. You're right. It's wild. Tell that story of like what you saw of him after that game that you were just like, whoa, this is a pro. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah. Okay, so there was a moment where at UCLA, he was walking to the presser, and he's limping pretty bad at this point. Like, we all know that he was hurt at this yeah. point. And he comes back, and there's a little kid against the fence and, like, wanted to get an autograph with him and, like, was showing his watch. And so Shador, like, puts a smile on and starts <laughs> trying to walk normal and goes over and takes time to, like, take photos of the kid and talk to the family. And then as soon as they had turned their back, he literally was, like, limping in pain back down to go into the locker room. I was like, oh, man, like, that's star quality. It was really cool. It was man. awesome to watch. Yeah, mad respect for that guy. Yeah. I mean, he is tough. Super tough. You know? He's been through the ringer. I think, so we've talked to a lot of players, too, obviously. And at least for me, one of the most impressive things, especially the younger guys, is just how mature they all seem and how Coach Prime kind of wants that type of player, though. These young guys who are determined to go to the league but are also very mature in themselves. Did you guys notice that as well? Yeah, it's the thing that he puts on his values, you know, with character. He talks about that all the time, and I think character comes a lot with maturity. And sometimes it's it's hard with younger guys or transfer guys, or that's kind of what you would expect. But we saw a lot of guys, you know, they acted like pros. And I think whenever you're around something like the prime effect, it tests that. You know, so you have the prime effect go. You got guys, celebrities coming in. You got media. You got cameras with our crew you know, around all the time. And it is going to show your character because you can't hide it. Yeah. And the stuff that Bucky does and Neely and, you know, Darius, the stuff they do, they don't hide anything. So I think that there's accountability in all of that. And I think people start to realize it. You know, a lot of college coaches, they kind of shy away from the media. They shy away from all access stuff and everything. And I think that he just knows that when you've got no other choice, it's going to reveal who you are. Mm -hmm. And players don't really have a choice because they got to have be buttoned up, or else their career is going to be in jeopardy too. When you're doing a season like this, when you're covering a season like this from so close inside, like from our perspective or from the fans' perspective, there's a lot of questions that we have of like, oh, why did this happen, or why isn't this guy playing? How much of that stuff do you think is going to be answered? in in the show uh we don't go to inside baseball on a lot of like the x's nose and stuff like that one of the things that we valued from the very jump was that the reason that these shows are difficult is because you have no personal attachment to the characters and so a lot of other shows that have been done before will jump around and they'll just introduce you to a million different people and you're like who am i talking to you know at some point you're like okay i guess we're hearing from this guy this guy this guy but for us, we were like, we're going to pick a small number of guys and we're going to stick with them hell or high, high water. Because when you go through the course of athletics, one of the great things as a storyteller is that re the games reveal your character. You are going to have adversity if you do that. So if you stick with a guy, you're going to see all the stuff that happens to them 
over the course of it. And so we don't really get into all of the minutia of the inner workings of stuff. It's more of like what is going on with these characters and how do the games shape the team story and their individual stories. Because of that, does that make it, I don't know if the word is easier, but um, not as reliant on the team doing something special or, you know, like obviously you, if you guys had your druthers, like they would have won the national championship this year, right? But because it's not as much big picture and it's more about the characters and the stories that they're going through, did that make it a little like more palatable that maybe the season didn't go the way you had hoped? Yeah, and I think that the thing that was crazy about the season is if you look at the first even four episodes of this, like we couldn't have written it better. You know what I mean? Like it was insane how well the team was doing. But when you do break it down and you're talking about perspectives from coaches and from players, I think that you also see, and hopefully the audience sees as well, like this story is a lot bigger than just that game of football and mm -hmm. Colorado football specifically. Um, I think that when you see kind of what the players are going through, what coach is going through, what he's trying to do, um, it makes it bigger. It makes it a more global story versus uh, just a football story. Mm -hmm. And maybe sets it up well for another season? Hope so. Hope so. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, just during the summer, I mean, we had a big exodus. A lot of guys hit the portal after that spring game. What was that like for you guys, just having all these new faces kind of in and out and just having to figure out who's going to be a key figure at that point? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is that you're trying to figure out who your characters are going to be. You know, so mm -hmm. if you start following guys on the team that are all on the old team, mm -hmm. you're kind of like, well, who's going to actually be here? Coaches don't know. You know, you don't know. And so it's kind of like, wait, wait, wait. And, you know, the creative process is that you you want to find people that all have different whys in all different stakes, because it's really easy for you to be like, OK, this is the guy who wants to go to the NFL. And that's actually like three guys. Mm -hmm. You know, so you got to find somebody that has a little bit of a different reason, temperament, different stuff. So, for example, you have, you know, Jimmy, as Jamie mentioned, uh, he has a dad who's incarcerated. He's got a little bit of a side story there. His why is a little bit different of why he wants to go to the NFL. Then you have a guy like, um, you know, Bishop, who's coming from a place where he didn't, you know, fit in at the last school. He's got a lot of personal things that he's working on and he's trying, you know, he's you're a little bit more undisciplined player on the team who may struggle to, you know, make it. And so you have different dynamics there. And so you really are looking for that first and then you kind of like slide it in. So it's whether they're, and you know, we also have a guy, Charlie, who's a, um, who's a running back from last year and mm -hmm. he's able to speak about what it was like before and what it is yeah. now. And so you have some guys that have some continuity, but it's all about just getting different personalities to fill in. Charlie's so great. The yeah. Fidal family was fantastic. Everyone loves Charlie. Yeah, he's <laughs> How could phenomenal. you not? I know. I know. <clears throat> Have you guys seen being. Almost Famous? Yeah. yeah. He looks so much like the lead singer. <laughs> 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 I literally oh, showed it to him one day. I was like, dude, the oh look is like the exact same. Yeah. He was like, all right, yeah. you're all right. right. He's like, on. he's pretty spot on. Yeah, no, he's great. All right, shout out to our friends at Circa at Circa Sportsbook. Uh, guys, if you're headed to Vegas, check out Circa. It's an adults-only casino. Makes the whole ID process a lot easier. But it's also just incredible. They got Stadium Swim, uh, this massive 143 by 40 foot LED screen. They got one of the coolest sports books in Vegas. They've also got over 500 amazing rooms. If you're headed out there uh, with the Broncos crew for the Broncos Raiders game to end the season, let's go. Uh, or Avs Knights, the Pac-12, the final Pac-12 tournament. Uh, or the Mountain West Tournament. Book your stay with code DMVR20 for 20% off. 
Then also check out the Circus Sports Book. It's available in Colorado. You can download the app at circusports.com. Circus Sports bets can only be made while physically located in the state of Colorado. Must be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circus Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit <clears throat> problemgamblingcolorado.org. And then our new friends at Golf Passport. Are you a Golf Passport guy? Of course. Let the people know about it. Well, it's an amazing way to get deals and kind of encourage you to go to different courses because we're like two blocks away from City Park, yep. so it would be easy for me to always play there. But when you get the Golf Passport, you just scroll through that thing. There's all sorts of great deals. Buy three, get one free. Buy one, get one free, whatever. Uh, and we have so many great courses in Colorado, so it's, it's a great way to encourage yourself to try some new spots. Go to www.coloradoavidgolfer.com slash golf-passport to get yours. For everything golf news, stories, travel, and tech, follow Colorado Avid Golfer on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and at www.coloradoavidgolfer.com. And use the code DMVR10 while you're there to save even more money. So I feel like we probably should have started here. This is our fault. But can you guys describe kind of what your individual roles are uh, for the show? You could go first. Okay. Well, as the showrunner, you know, what you do is you you basically keep everything on course. You, you're in charge of kind of putting the pieces. You're like a head coach, you know, in, in, of your team. You know, so you, you make sure that the people that you bring in are people that can do the job. And then the directing side of it, just making sure there's a big picture, creative vision that people are moving towards. And I think that's probably the easiest way uh, to describe it. Yeah, without getting, I guess, into too much minutia, it's kind of like if he's the head coach, I'm the assistant coach, you know? Okay. So it's okay. kind of like the one and two. Yeah, a little more than like assistant coach. <laughs> <laughs> but um, We do a lot of storyboarding. So like, for example, as we go into each episode, we're deciding kind of where the story is going. Yeah. I mean, just being around Boulder, we saw the cameras like in every press conference. You guys were everywhere. It seems like you should have tons and tons of footage. How hard was it trying to kind of narrow down exactly what was useful for the doc. It's super hard. I mean, I think that's kind of where the art comes into it. You know, you shoot a ton of stuff and you got to narrow down what happens. And I think the part that um, is most challenging is that the games, ultimately, you have, to, you have to wait a couple weeks to see how things pan out because you may line up everything in a certain way and then the game happens and somebody has a huge game and you're like, oh, man, you know, this, this Dylan Edwards you know, game where he breaks out. Maybe we need to feature him in there a little bit before. And so we've kind of built a format to be that, you know, whatever happens in the game is maybe a theme in that episode. So in episode three, which they'll see tonight, if people come to the, to the premiere, mm -hmm. you know, we have rivals and it's personal. And so we have Colorado State, we have Nebraska. So it's kind of like, what is, how does everything kind of fit this personal, you know, where, how do you start f figuring out what these personal stories are? And so with that, you go, okay, well, what's personal to Jimmy? What is, his, what is his why? There's this great moment in the Colorado State game where coach comes over and he, he grabs Jimmy by the helmet and he says, hey, your dad is watching. You know, go out and do this for him. And then he, of course, has this amazing play in the game. You know, and so um, we were able to kind of build his story to that so that when those moments happen in the game, it gets paid off in, the, in its full way. And so it's about, for us as storytellers, finding where all those pieces go so that the games have the most emotional impact that they can. That's awesome. How much is there times where you're like, man, I like love this 
clip, this interview, this thing, we just don't have a place for it? Yes. All the time. Always. We have, so like <laughs> when we storyboard, there's literally, it's act one act through act five, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's this column at the end. It's like deleted scenes and it's full of all of like moments that are like that where we're like man this just doesn't fit like and we it's love soul it crushing. it's it's soul crushing but sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get the best content there yeah. but well yeah. you know if you guys want to just leak it to us we'll put it on the youtube <laughs> yeah. channel yeah. reddit for sure yeah. we'll get reddit millions of views on it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the stanford game seems like a real moment in the season, uh, kind of a defining moment for what this season ended up being. Yeah. How much did that game change things for you guys, I guess, in your plans, what you already had laid out to that point? Uh, I mean, I think it changed It changed some things, definitely, but I think that as time went on, it changed a lot more mm -hmm. than what we realized, you know, because that was kind of the steady decline. At the time, we were looking at it as just like, wow, this is an obstacle. You know, these guys, you know, blew a big lead. And then we kind of saw what the fallout of, of it was after that, which they'll get to see, I think, in episode five. Um, but it was a big turning point. It was a turning point from the morale. It was a turning point in a lot of different ways where things started getting moved around and you know positions started getting moved around on the mm -hmm. coaching staff and different things. So it, it definitely was a turning point. But for us, narratively, we, we expected that, just like always, they were going to have a chance to win every game. So it was kind of like, man, they blew that one. But... We didn't really think that it was going to be like it was. For yeah. sure. I don't think we ever, there was ever a moment where we're like, oh, this is it. Like, they're never going to win past this. Nah. After Arizona, we're like, ooh, that was close. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay. And then Stanford happened, we're like, ooh, come, like, come on, boys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then after the next couple games, we're like, okay, it's all right. We still have a shot. I don't think there was ever a moment, even before Utah, that we yeah, even were like, Utah. okay. Yeah, sure. The yeah, story even totally Utah. changes. Yeah. Yeah. So we always just kind of, you kind of live to the next one, yep. you know, and you just kind of go, okay. Um, creatively as you're structuring the show you want to have highs and lows so losing isn't like the worst thing for us from a drama standpoint you know but you got to have where are the highs if the highs don't come from winning a where game do where do they come from and so yeah. it becomes a little bit of a puzzle to solve in that way I mean, just kind of with that I mean Travis was hurt for the few weeks before that came back for that Stanford game uh, were you guys able to be around Travis during that time when he was away from the team? And what did you learn during that time? Yeah, we were. We were with him. Um, you know, a lot of that time, it's tricky because it's not like there was like a knee rehab right. where you're going around and, you know, rehabbing your knee and doing really exercises. Is. You're literally just sitting there playing video games. You just can't do anything, you know. So we were able to get in there. Um, but a lot of the focus kind of shifted to him as a leader and who is going to step up to fill that role, you know? And so Carmani McLean, you know, going through that stuff and kind of focusing on how does he help him get ready? Where's his leadership shine through if it's not on the field? And so that's kind of where things start to make a turn. Hmm. When you guys are putting these episodes together, are you looking at things and thinking like, oh, this is going to go viral? I mean, I don't think anybody could think about this is going to go viral, but we definitely know what we have. We definitely know it's going to be a big show. And I think that, um, I mean, anything Prime does, you can put on his shoes and it's... A, it's <laughs> yeah, people are going to watch him make know? eggs for breakfast, you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. so, like, here's yeah. the thing, too, is, like, we have worked... We were really stoked on working with the social media team that Prime put together as well because they're the kings of making stuff go viral, right? So, mm -hmm. like, seeing the content that they put out that went viral as we were capturing content for the episode, we're like, okay, like, pro probably, you know? Right. But yeah. we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, it was, like, a great... Um, test kind of for us to be like okay what are the moments that 
we know we need to focus on. Mm-hmm. You'd see something blow up on Bucky's channel of Shador flashing his watch, which honestly, before it blew up, we were like, it felt kind of like an insignificant moment. You know, mm. when we're out filming it and we're kind of like, okay, I guess that's cool. But then when you see it blow up, you're like, oh man, okay, why is that cool? You know, what? why is this resonating? And so you kind of play with each other to kind of, you know. I think that's a really good perspective because I think a lot of people might look at it the opposite way and be like, man, we're getting all this cool stuff and then like it's getting put out before we even get to launch. Mm-hmm. But I assume you guys got a lot of different angles and we're able to dig deeper into some of those moments. 100%. And it's also so different. Short form and social is a lot different than like long form doc. You know what I mean? So I don't think we ever looked at any social moment where like, God damn it, they put it out, you know, <laughs> because at the end of the day, everybody's going to know. Like when going into the season, you know what happened to their season. Right. But the stuff that I think we captured and the story that we captured with characters specifically and with coaches specifically is it takes longer than two minutes to four minutes on a social clip to get to di- like dive deep and get into. So I feel like yeah. it's just different. Yeah. Well, like a perfect example would be <clears throat> you talked about the moment with Jimmy Horn during the CSU game and Coach Prime told that story to Taylor Rooks in their interview and then ESPN had the camera on him while Ooh, that was happening. No so way. like I took those two things and put them together and then tweeted it. And so like everyone got to see that that happened, but we don't get to we didn't actually get to hear what Coach Prime said. Yes. And so like that's one thing where it's like, oh, in the show we're gonna be able to actually hear him talking. To and him. that's part of the thing that was so cool for us is I can't even tell you how many games because I have one IFB as like coach in my ear, right? As the game's going on. That man sees football like you guys when you guys see the games and hear him talking about what's happening, it's wild. Yes. Like it's so cool. And the moments that we did capture the audio for it, I think it's really special. And again, like you just said, I don't think anybody's heard it yet. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I mean that's like unprecedented access, right? hundred yeah. percent. And and it's so much it's crazy as a storyteller whenever you're able to be when because I would film on the bench, you know, next to him. And so I would be holding the camera right there and I'd be able to hear him. You can track the game in a different way when you're seeing it through the coach's POV. Yeah. Because you could be like, even games that they're winning, his POV may be, you know, he wants to elevate everything. So it could be like not good enough. You know, so you start to kind of frame your story around the coach's POV of a lot of things. And so it's, it's, uh, it was a good challenge and it was fun. Yeah. You were telling me that he like knows what's going to happen on every play before it happens. I I can't I cannot count how many times this man has said it's going to X Y and Z or Travis is going to get the ball and score a touchdown and it happened like literally in the game. <laughs> yeah. I would be saying it to whoever I was standing next to I was like ball's going to Travis watch is going to get a touchdown immediately next play. Like he yeah. could tell the future on the sideline. It was wild. Yeah, he's like they're going to throw it that we need to get three over there. Yep. He's just a vibe. He's just like a genius when it comes to the vibe and the feel of yeah. the game. Like He's, when you start, when you, and I've been around a lot of coaches and I even played college football. So I have a different POV of it. But when you're, when you hear him, he just has such a sense of the game, mm-hmm. the flow of it, the, you know, what should happen, creating mismatches. That was some stuff that we saw. I think it was Nebraska, right? Where they just started moving Travis inside yes. just because he was like, well, this guy couldn't co- cover Travis. Mm-hmm. And so they just moved him over there. I mean, he's like, he just, he does things in an unconventional way sometimes because he just has such a sense of what will work. Was your coach Mangino? Yeah. How would yeah. you compare those two? <laughs> Mangino and Coach yes. Prime? I mean, I would say that on the swag level, Mangino was probably like up here. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, no, I mean, they were, Mangino was a disciplinarian. I mean, you definitely weren't going to have cameras. 
you definitely weren't going to have anything around when I was playing. It was a different world, though, you know. For Not sure. even on the same planet of, like, same person. So you guys got Coach Prime, like, the in-game coach and all that stuff. Do we get to see Coach Prime, the recruiter at all, like, when he's going through all these portal visits and all that stuff? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, you tricky. can't do that. You can't do it until people have signed uh-huh. because there's, like, NCAA rules. You might get uh, to see it. Stuff. If there is a next season, maybe you will see it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out some ways that we can kind of capture that in the next season. Yeah. Uh, in a hypothetical world where there is a next season that we're not announcing right now. <laughs> Correct. Uh, there's, you know, we're hoping that that next episode would focus on a lot of recruiting. Yes. And kind of like rebuild and, and really kind of do what we wish that we would have been around for when he first came. He can't, we have a lot. But we wish we could have gone deeper. So as mm-hmm. you watch shows like Drive to Survive or different shows, we kind of are approaching this as like, hey, this is kind of getting your palette set to like who these people are and what this world is. And the next one, want to go deep dive so that you're like, whoa, now we need to really get into some of the deep, deep, deep character stuff and into the world of recruiting, college football, yeah. the inner workings of strategizing and different things like that to kind of make it different. And then one thing that Neely's always told us about is just him as a coach and like in these meetings, just how inclusive he is and how he really tries to get all the coaches' opinions. Did you guys, were you able to capture those moments as well too? Like the Friday night meetings? Yeah, Yeah, the Friday night meetings before games were really special. Uh, He does, he has, he gives every coach a chance to talk and to say what they need to say to their players in front of everybody. Like Micah said earlier, he makes it really hard to not be accountable for everything. You know what I mean? So he gives coaches and players and everybody that kind of opportunity. That's awesome. You want to hit another ad? Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to our friends at Aquafina. <laughs> Red Hawk Roofing. Um, they're Denver's best roofers and they've joined the DMVR team. Uh, they do their work with quality materials. They have decades of experience, and they also have a quick response time. You can hit them up for a free no-obligation roof and property inspection. Also comes with a free in-depth photo report for all inspections. Uh, they're also huge DMVR supporters, so support us by supporting them. If you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com and tell them DMVR sent you. And then shout-out to our friends at Shady Rays. Um, I'm sure you guys got plenty of that CSU stuff of uh, the sunglasses and hats. Uh, we had a lot of fun with Shady Rays uh, on this show, especially around that time, too. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Shady Rays has you covered with their strong, durable frames, extremely clear polarized optics. And right now, our listeners can go to ShadyRays.com or go to the Park Meadows Mall. Uh, mention DMVR. Use the code DMVR. You can get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses and you can try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over a quarter million people. Uh, I guess on that, which game stood out to you guys the most this season as just like, I don't know, the most entertaining from your perspective in terms of the content you were able to gather? Uh, I loved the Nebraska game so much. Yeah, me too. It was so <laughs> good. It was so good. I mean, I feel like that again, like I said earlier, you could not have written that game better. Mm-hmm. And the story that you guys will see in episode three yeah. is, you know what though? TCU. Yeah. TCU, TCU was a game. Wait, listen, TCU, actually I take it back. It's TCU yeah. because at the, it was so fun to watch one them the back and forth, right? But then at the end, that press conference where coach was like, I yeah. told you. Like, yeah. that was one of the coolest TCU. moments. I don't think, it's I, TCU. I think it's TCU. It's TCU for I, it's sure. It's TCU. Because, you know, 
There was so yeah, much build TCU. up to that game because Coach Prime, his individual journey of what he was going through health wise. And so, I mean, I was there when he had his surgery, and they're talking about like you might have to lose your save foot, it for the episode. Toe, save you know, it for the episode. Yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. I mean, it was it was pretty epic, you know. And so this to have him run out with the team, so seeing cool. what the how tough he is, man. Yeah. But yeah. see, that's part of it too, Crazy. where it's like. No, when you see him run out with the team at TCU, right? Nobody's really thinking about that because they haven't seen everything that led up to it. Yeah. Whereas I think that our cold open for episode two, you see a lot of like what's going down, and then it makes that so much more important. You know what I mean? So as a viewer who likes Colorado, who follows Coach Prime, watching that is different than the first time you watch the TCU game. It hits different. Yeah. Hits different. When you see a, a grown man cry because it means something to him. Yep. And you see all that stuff. It's like, whoa, that is like a release of emotion. That's like, uh, it's, it's cool. It's cool. It was super cool. Should have had a camera on me if you wanted grown man crying after <laughs> that one. See you. I think we were all <laughs> crying after that one. That was awesome. Was I'm just movie. imagining yeah. you like drenched in beer. Why beer? Wait, why does Ryan <laughs> always have bubbles. his shirt off <laughs> with you, Micah? Why are you always taking that's Ryan's shirt off? It's, it's that's a good of, question. Ryan, I'm if so Neely sorry. Was here, you would not let that slide. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What's up, Neely? Yeah, I mean, that TCU game, you know, Looking back on it, I guess it's kind of unfortunate that that was the moment just happening in week one, yeah. but it was crazy. Even you showed me a clip, uh, Micah, of like a part that I'm in, that ha and it was filmed after the TCU game, and I was like, man, I was really glowing back then. Like, <laughs> we, we all were, bro. Yes. We all were. Yes. <laughs> when you do a docu-series, is that what you guys... The yeah, fish? Docu okay. yep, docu-series. Um, and someone's name is the title. How involved are they in your process? And meaning, Coach Prime, what, you know, obviously he gets to see it before it comes out. But you know, what what is his involvement? He's he was actually um, this is something that was kind of important to us to be able to have it not feel like propaganda. Correct. You know, and so he didn't jump in and go, "Hey, you need to change this storyline, or you need to make sure that you talk about this or that." You know. Um, so he would be in there to make sure that we weren't breaking rules from a compliance standpoint or like we were we're doing different things, you know, and the CU has to chimes in on all that stuff, too, you know, and a lot of things to make sure that everything's buttoned up. Um, but, yeah, he's he was he was good. He looked at him and he was like he, he was really digging him. And whenever you tell a story, like you said, that is somebody's first like name, right? Mm -hmm we want to make sure that it's authentic to that person. And Coach Prime, I feel like, has proven over and over again that he is his true authentic self all the time, the good, the bad, the ugly, and like he lets the world see it, you know what I mean? And so we were super stoked that when these episodes were coming out and he was watching them, he wasn't giving notes that were like, oh, I don't look good here. Like he, yeah. he yeah. wants it to be authentic, you know? He wants it to be genuine. And I think that our goal was to try to make it as genuine and as authentic as we could. Yeah. I love that you said that because anytime Jake or I say something that people disagree with, they're like, oh, you're just saying that because you want Coach Prime to like you. Uh, uh. <laughs> and then even, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but there's a video that came out on Neely's channel today um, where Coach Prime was talking to a few members of the media. And he even said in there, he's like, if I screw up and you guys say I screwed up, like, that's okay. Like, I'm yes. not going to hold that against you. Like, mm -hmm. I know I screwed up too. Yeah. People, I think, think that Coach Prime wants this, like, 
tight control <laughs> over everything. It's just, I don't, I don't think it's true at all. Yeah. He's just like that, man. You know, honestly, he is not going to change for anyone. Mm. And so he says it in a presser. He wants you to put it out there. If he says it to us in an interview, he said it. He wants you to go out there. Yep. You know, he doesn't doesn't want it candy coated. He said it for a reason because he's intentional about everything he does. He really is. One of the just other stories with the players and obviously everyone coming in from all over the place was how quickly was the team going to gel and just become a team at some point? How long did... Or I guess, when did you guys notice that this was one team and how long did that process take for them to get there? It's a great question because I think that it kind of changed and evolved over time. And I think that's one of the main questions that we ask and you'll see it in the title open is like, is this experiment going to work and does it work? You know, and I think that at times you see that um, you see how it does work and how people, when they were all on the same page, what they're capable of. And then you also see sometimes where as they start to lose, where there's a little bit of things that they need to work on, you know. Um, I think Shane said it really well in one of the episodes that to be a team, you can't replace the value of a team, you know. And so coming together looks different for a lot of different people. And so I think that that team, my takeaway from the end of the Utah game is that they actually um, came together in a different way. Because they could have just got absolutely face stomped in that game yeah. without yep. having Shador, you know. But when they didn't have Shador, what kind of a team were they, and where did it show really where the foundation was built? And so I think that you saw a lot of fight in that game. They didn't quit. They had, they were down Shador and Xavier, mm -hmm. yep. you know, for that game. And so you saw a team that kept it close that had opportunities to win. And I feel like that speaks to kind of the character. Now the moments in between, I'm trying to figure it out. It's natural. It's not gonna just like pick up like this. It's football, man. Yeah. You know, and they're and they're guys, but I feel like they really did um, come together and um, show us a lot of things to be hopeful for for the future. And I think that they're gonna continue. You said something in our interview that I don't know why it always stuck with me. You're like, how are you gonna microwave a team? <laughs> but like, it's a really good metaphor for it because it is kind of sticking people in and pressing 30 seconds and hoping that it works. Yeah, yeah. I think that the coaching staff created the best possible environment for that to happen. But I think that no matter what, sometimes it just takes a little bit of time. And like Micah said, it builds like a great foundation for what's going to come. I even remember like playing youth sports and like, you know, you're on a team and then you like the best team comes in and they're like, these guys have been playing together since they were seven years old, yeah. you know, and like that's always the best team. And like, it's a hard thing to recreate, like just understanding your teammates and knowing what buttons to press for the leaders with each individual guy. Like, I think that I think that did end up being um, something that in the beginning of the season and when they were building it, we didn't want to affect them as much as I think it ended up doing. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there was any way around that. Like mm -hmm. Coach Prime had to come in. He had to flip over the roster. Yep. He had to bring in a bunch of new guys. And there was going to be a chance that it, when times got tough, it wouldn't be as easy as it would be for a team. You know, like we, we watch the Nuggets every night. Like that team's been together. That core of that team's been together for a long time. When yeah. things get tough, they know exactly what to do. And there was moments, and I think in this season where you know they, that that hurt them well sure. and i don't i also think that like part of this a lot of people think about the portal as being the thing that makes people have to adjust it's not just the portal it happens anytime you change a coach yep, yep. Yeah. anytime you change a coach whether you had 70 new he has 70 new players period whether right. he comes into that team yep. or and they have to adjust to them so anytime yeah. you have a coaching change the culture is going to change 
And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what is culture? What does that mean? What is this? You know, this is a big word that gets buzzed, word that gets thrown around. A lot of places, culture is action. Like what you do, you know, what you create, the environment in which people are in, and what you do to say, hey, this is the standard and this is how you hold to it. You know, giving people tangible things. And I feel like that's something that Coach Prime has done. And it's more than just like, hey, I'm making you used to fame. It's not that. It's, it's a part of it that comes with the stage that you have. And that's what everybody wants. But he's also said, this is the standard. And this is how you keep it. And I think that that is something that's everybody takes a little bit, whether he, they were all from the portal or whether they were just coming in with a new coach. Mm-hmm. Every coach does it, and it takes people a little bit. As someone who did play football uh, and has that background, curious from your perspective how close this team is and what you think they need to get to the next level. I think they're really close. I mean, the hardest thing to have in college football is a quarterback. Yep. Yep. You know, if you got a quarterback, you're going to win four games pretty much automatically if you got a quarterback like Shador. Like, Pretty much automatically. So they have all the skill players. I feel like they need to get a running back, but I feel or they have running backs. I'm not. That's not a slight to like Dylan or anything like that. Uh, but they need to probably get a every down back who can really lead that. O line, no secret that they need to fix that. O line, D line, linebackers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and that's not easy. A lot of part we talked about development there. Um, o line, that's a development position. You can fill gaps with it, but I think the guys that they even have from this year will get a lot better next year, you know, just from being able to work together. Whenever yeah. you're on an O-line position and you can work with the guy next to you, a lot of those guys end up changing positions all throughout the year, and that is where teamwork really comes into play, and it's more than just like plug and hole or, you know, replacing it and plugging it. I think that those guys, a lot of the guys that stick around are able to keep working at it. We're going to see those guys look like different players next year, and I think that when they bring in guys in the portal, that'll just even strengthen it even more. I mean, you mentioned like the weaknesses on the offensive line and the front seven on defense, and it became quite clear, I don't know, midway through the season that that was just the biggest weak point on this team. Uh, Shador never like threw his offensive line under the bus or anything, and Coach Prime, I think, did a good job managing that situation as well. But how did the team kind of respond throughout those times when it was clear that certain position groups were holding the performance of the team down in those games? Um, I Just like you said, nobody ever threw anybody under the bus, right? So I think that that's like the biggest situation. Like nobody ever put blame in other spots. And like that's what you want from a team. I will say that after the UCLA game, they had a – who was the next person they played at home? Oregon? Uh, Oregon State and then Arizona. There was one game where the offensive line really stepped up because there was all week, it was all about mm-hmm. the offensive line and everybody was going hard on the offensive line. Could have and been the USC after Oregon. I think that maybe that's when it was. Yeah. And Shador, I remember Shador came over, like the offensive line coach was talking to the line and he came over and he was like, that, like that's the first time I saw somebody directly address the offensive line and be like, you guys are crushing it for us, da 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 da. And like he was giving them mm-hmm. props where props were due when on the flip side of that at the ucla game right where everybody was like man the offensive line is not doing what they're supposed to be doing nobody ever was yelling at the offensive line so i think that to stay together like a team that's something that they did very well and coach prime kind of heads that and makes sure that there's not blame spread where it's not deserved so we're coming up on the premiere so does there a time that it premieres tomorrow or is it just like midnight 
think it's just midnight. So okay. stay up all night. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, watch it tonight. You're streaming, midnight. so I'm sure it drops at like, you know. It has to be midnight. midnight. It's got to be midnight. Party! Then, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, and then speaking of parties, there's the, the big event tonight. Are there still tickets available for that? Do you know? Yeah. yeah I think so. I think there are two. Yeah, I, I just Come signed through. myself up. Oh, you got to sign up for this? I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm... Well, then all of us will be there, so you guys got to get your tickets. <laughs> yeah, um, I think they're going to have like 5,000 students in there. Really? Wow. Yeah, they're all going to be chanting wow. you guys' name and everything. Oh, my yeah. God. 100%. Can't wait. Um, what is your, and you don't have to give too many spoilers, but what's your favorite moment from from this season? Like my favorite moment is is probably the interview that Jamie did with Jimmy's dad. I think it's really powerful. Episode three. I think that's my favorite moment. I'm like, this is the. It was an incredible get. Yeah, I did that uh, interview. Uh, it was an mine. it was an incredible get because nobody had ever filmed at the prison before, and it was raw, emotional, um, added depth. Jimmy Hearn Sr. is super an awesome man, too. Yeah. He was really great. You can tell how much he loves his son. It was really cool. Favorite moment? That's so hard. Um, you like stole mine. The Ralphie the one. The Ralphie one's good. People see You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'm trying not to give too much away. Yeah. Don't give you it away. You can double down and say that was double your favorite moment, too. Mine too. That's my favorite moment, too. <laughs> okay. you Don't did stop watching after that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it was great. All right. Uh, let's get to questions, then. Sure. Shout out to our friends over at Game Time. Uh, football season may be over, but basketball and hockey are in full swing. If you're looking for tickets for wherever you are, head on over to Game Time. What you see is what you get. You won't be slammed by hidden fees. Uh, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use that code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And then our friends at Breckenridge Distillery. Uh, come hang out at the DMVR bar at one of our tailgates. We're going to have Breckenridge Distillery uh, spirits there. Uh, they're most known for their blended bourbon whiskey. It's a high-rye mash American-style whiskey. They've also got their Broncos Blizzard. That's the new vodka commemorating the first white alternate Broncos helmets. Uh, we've got Ricky Seltzers at the bar. So come check those out. Breckenridge Distillery products are available in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits. Opera anywhere? Nope. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Opera. We'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, chat? How's are everyone doing Are you guys skiers? Uh, I have been skiing a couple times. This and this is <laughs> this is funny. In college, I had never gone, and okay. so I just went for call. Well, there's not very many ski mountains in Kansas. <laughs> no, I came here. You know, I was at like Copper Mountain or uh -huh, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and nobody told me anything. They didn't tell me the big pizza, little pizza, or any of that stuff. I just went like straight down. They're like, "This is easy. It's a green." I'm like, "This is terrifying." I was going like 80 miles an hour down <laughs> oh that thing, God. just straight. So yeah. Oh man, no. Uh, no. I'm a ball sport girly, right? So okay. I wasn't really, I didn't ski or snowboard growing up. They, I tried to take snowboarding lessons and they couldn't figure out which foot went first. So if that gives you an idea, <laughs> I skied my first bunny slope in Jackson Hole and I yard sailed so hard that people <laughs> on the gondola were like laughing and clapping. Oh, so no. we'll give it a go. So maybe next season. You guys are probably all about the opera drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll that's part of skiing. Let's go. Opera. Uh, You'll I'll get remember it one that. Day. One day I'll remember. It's much, it. you're, 
much uh, better than Aper, which is what you said last week. <laughs> Bro, I'm trying, okay? You'll get there. It's All right, okay. let's see what the people I need have just to a say. pronunciation guide sometimes. I get it for the roster. I get it for everything else. It's way it, more fun when you just say it wrong. And then we get to I'm just beginning you. to think this is abuse <laughs> at this point. <laughs> 406 Goalie says, not sure if I missed it, but who are the players mainly being focused on? I'm sure Shador, um, Shiloh, Jimmy, and Travis, but who else? Okay, so there's also Shane Cox, who is amazing. Yep. We love Shane. Uh, we already said Jimmy, Dylan Edwards, Xavier Weaver, Bishop Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Oferdahl. And a lot of these players, like, we probably spend the most time with about five of them, but we get to know everybody mm-hmm. that I'm kind of naming. Who am I missing? Said Xavier. Yep. Yep, that's it. I think that's it. Awesome. Great choices. And then Luis is asking, uh, will the doc help the three guys get to the NFL? I'm assuming Shador, Shiloh, and Travis. Zay? Zay, of course, too. But I mean, I don't think I don't think Roger Goodell is looking at the. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't think they need help either. They'll yeah, be fine. that's true. They'll be They'll fine. play on the field. We'll get it. But I do think yeah. what the doc does for anybody that's involved with it is, you get to know them. You build the fan base. Yep. You know, which helps with all things NIL. Yep. Uh, it helps with your brand. You know, if you want to go get commercial deals and whatever. So I think that's like the biggest benefit that comes from it. Yeah, and obviously, you know. NFL scouts are getting to go to practice and see these guys and go right. to games and those things. But I also think, um, <laughs> in my experience with scouts, you know, when I have a relationship with a guy, like they'll they'll come to me and say, "Hey, what do you think of this person? Or what do you think of that person?" And um, a doc like this can give you like a little bit of a insight on who these guys really are and get to meet their personality a little bit before you bring them in for an, a visit for an NFL team or stuff like that. So it certainly can't hurt. Uh, yeah, get the likes up, guys. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. <laughs> Someone brought up Episcopal in the comments. Oh, <laughs> that was an all time. It might be better than Aper. <laughs> Please. Episcopal. <laughs> um, uh, people keep asking how many episodes it is. It's six, right? Six. It'll be six. six. Okay. Yep. Uh, and Eric's asking. And then all, all released at once or? No. Waterfall. Weekly. So yeah. one and two are coming out at the same time. And then every other episode will come out a week after. So people who come tonight are getting to see episode three a week before anyone yes, else. Yes, you Ayo. are. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, they're like, we're going to show episodes one, two. I go, yeah, but none of the guys that were on this team are really in episode one too much. So yeah, let's do two and three instead. They're like, okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. Eric wants to know if there is one. When would season three be and start filming? <laughs> if there is one. If there is one. If hypothetically, if there was one. If there's a hypothetical We would say. Three. Now. Tomorrow. No, today. <laughs> uh, it could be as early as tomorrow. It could be as early as January, <laughs> February, March. Yeah. We're always thinking about a next season. There's content to go around here. How, like, where are you guys living during all of this? <laughs> Half and half. I'm just kidding. At the Champion Center? No. Yeah. We have a resident. Shout out to the residents in Broomfield. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're, there. Yeah. We're there a lot. I don't know. I've been um, reading these comments. I don't know if you should have said what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Hey, take it back. That's not actually where we're staying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, you guys are on the road with the team. You're here. You, uh, I assume, have homes as well. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I live in Lawrence, Kansas. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. And how often were you there during the season? At our homes? Yes. Oh, man, we were here a lot. <laughs> I think we know. might have been here more. Yeah, we were here a lot. You know, I got three boys at home, so it's kind of jumping back and forth. Uh, Want to be there for them and do all that stuff. So I'd come out for, you know, three days, then go home. It's a short flight for me. So yeah. I'd be out. 
and then come out for five days and then be home for two weeks. Okay. You know, so we were kind of jump. We'd, we'd trade off a lot. You know, so when I was here, she'd be an edit. And then when she was here, I'd be an edit. And so we'd just kind of jump around. Absolutely. Yeah. Colorado is also not a bad spot. No, you know, it could, could be a way where we've shot a lot of different places. And I would say this yeah. is up there for Yeah, us. Boulder's sick. Boulder's awesome. Hell yeah. Love it. Um, Go Bucks is asking, can Portal Guys sign yet? Or is it just open to enter? Portal Guys can sign. Um, okay, yeah. so th it's it's a whole process, though. Like, the portal opens, and these players got to get recruited still. Yep. Yep. And so that's why you're just seeing offers right now. I saw a lot of people online last night upset that they're just seeing offers. It's like, guys, this is mm -hmm. the process, though. Like, guys got to get offered. They got to get recruited. They got to visit, and then we will get commits. Yeah, we can talk more about this stuff tomorrow, but I told you guys how it was all going to work. Bad news first, <laughs> yes. good news later. You just got to <laughs> wait. Um, do we do the uh, Coach Dancy thing? Should we do that? We'll hit that at the very, okay. very end. Shelly's asking, for these two producers, is there anything about how the academic areas have interacted with the players and coaches? Like just how academics plays a role in their I mean, lives academics is huge to Coach Prime. Like very, very huge. He wants, again, a very well-rounded team, and he puts a lot of emphasis on academics. Um, I'm trying to think of if... We a lot of this is a football story, yeah. you know, so we kind of like focus on what's going on in their personal lives. I know that's a huge part of student athletes lives, but you know, for us, we kind of, these series have so many in the past have all had that kind of like, we're going to follow them walking to class. We're going to follow them going to sit with their tutor. And I think for me, whenever I watch those, I just like space out mm -hmm. because I'm just like, Oh my God, you're having them just sit there in your class. Like, why is this? Like they get well, it, you know. Also, yeah. none of our characters were in academic trouble, so like that's a thing too, because it makes sense when it's part of the story, yeah, when right? It's part of the story. But co again, coach does the whole coaching staff does a really good job of making sure their guys are on track. You kind of brought that up though. Like, there's a lot of these that like sports documentaries are like the thing right now. Right. How how much of it is like okay, I I want to be different from that, and also like oh, I want to play those notes because those clearly hit. I mean, there's always going to be anytime you do a sports doc, you know, the games and the stakes are very, are very similar, right? You, yeah. you have kind of like your midpoints and you have your, your typical sports things that you want to do, your montages, your all that stuff. But I think that what's different about this is really trying to go in depth with a few characters and try to get to know them over the course of it. And quite frankly, one of the things that this doc has that other ones don't is that you have Coach Prime. You know, most of it is like you're even if you're following Nick Saban and no shaded Nick Saban, obviously he's an amazing coach, but you know, he's not a personality like Coach Prime. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you have you have that part, and you can have coaches give football language, but Coach Prime is huge, and they don't have the celebrities coming in, and they don't have um, all of the different people attached to it coming in, so um, it makes it different because of that. And so what you're really dealing with is almost like. I don't want to say it's not a college program, but it almost feels like it's a pro program mm -hmm. and with a celebrity head coach. And how yeah. do you deal with it? You know, it's also the way that he inspires people, right? Like it's, it's interesting to see it in person, right? Cause you can see all the social media clips and you can see everything that goes viral, but being in morning meetings, <laughs> I, every time we'd end a morning meeting, I was like, let's go, like, let's go. Like you're just yeah. ready. He, the way that he can inspire a group of people, it's, so it's unreal. It's really unreal. I mean, so he's all he has to do is put a tweet out in the morning, and I'm fired up sometimes. I'm so. saying, man. I was going to say we'd all probably be better at our jobs if we got a Coach Prime pep <laughs> no talk jokes. before we went to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> it was sweet. <laughs> all right, what else do we have here? Uh, Go Bucks again is asking to see you collect 
collective get any money from the dock? That's a good question. Don't know. We're, we're, we're the, not on that side. That is, that is <laughs> that's a money my, question. Above my pay grade. I don't know what the I don't know what CU Collective even is. Uh, Luis wants to know: Do you interview any of the NFL scouts? Uh, it's an NCAA thing too. We oh, can't really? really get into a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Dang. The NCAA, H. no fun. No. I know. They're on our shit list. Same. The H family was Travis Hunter more fun to watch in practice compared to the game. Uh, Travis didn't practice a lot. But he no, <laughs> no he. But the thing is, is like, do you remember when he was throwing those passes? That was pretty that sick. Was, yeah, that, that was, was sick. wild. He yeah. yeah, he's so athletic; it's insane. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they say well. The reason why, just I mean, everybody knows, but they he runs both sides of the ball, obviously. So they're saving a lot of him for the games. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, and then after the injury, obviously, like, correct. You don't want to take any yeah. extra hits. Correct. Yeah. Well, he's my, one of those guys who could just like. Go out there and ball. He's insane. You know? He's so athletic. Michael, you played in all that. Have you ever seen anyone even close to him athletically on the football field? I mean, there's been. I played with Keeb Talib. He was on my team, yeah. and he's built very similar, long arms. You know, quick, agile. He played both ways. Yeah. You know, um, but I'd say Travis is the best athlete I've ever seen in person. I think like, the, his ability to track the ball is like you yeah. can't. I. It's it's off the charts. It I really mean, is it's unbelievable. I, I stand by it. He's the best person I've ever seen at tracking the ball, regardless of level. Yep. By the way, Akib Tlaib, also probably a top five favorite athlete I've ever covered because he was on the Broncos when I was covering them. Yep. Just a hilarious person. <laughs> He's the man. He's I love amazing. Him. <laughs> uh, Mr. Morris, or Mrs. Morris wants to know, is Tyler Brown in the documentary? He's not featured in the documentary. He's not featured. We see him a couple times, yeah, though. Yeah, we see him. And then Ty Berkeley, how much in terms of time slash resources go into producing something of this magnitude? How much time, time do you have to talk about this? <laughs> oh, yeah, time. Um, it is for hours. I mean, we, we work every single day. I would say we work every day for like 12. During this specific run, right, like while we're creating, it's hard because, again, when you're doing a docu-series, we're filming while we're in edit. So like episodes one and two were complete while we were still in the season. Yeah. So it's all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's a the lot. time. It's a lot. I mean, we're, yeah. we'll be up, you know, talking at midnight, two in the morning about story and doing whatever, you know, at yeah. all hours. I mean, it never really stops when you're on it. And in the time frame when we're doing it is crazy. Like we were getting the, the fact that we're getting these things done is, you know, normally these shows would come out like next spring. But we're having to turn them around and eventually to catch up to being full time. That's like a so. huge shout out to our post team, too. We have huge. like a 10 out of 10 post team, our editors and our supervising producers. They're insane. Like, yeah, yeah. So we shot great. six days a week, you know, and so, and it was multiple cameras. So it'd be, you know, hours and hours and hours of stuff. That's crazy. I can't even imagine it. Just the, the limited editing experience I have, like <laughs> how long it takes to pare down, I don't know, two hours of footage Oof. into 20 minutes. Yeah, I like, wouldn't know where to now start. Now you guys have like 10x that every day. Oof. Again, the power of our post team. They're incredible. Yeah. Uh, one final question from Brian. What other shows have you two worked on in your career? We just did, uh, before this, we did a show um, on PBR Bull Riders. So we kind of followed, um, they created a team series and we followed bull riders and how dangerous that job is. And then also on Amazon called the ride <laughs> called the ride. Sorry. I forgot my <laughs> plug there <laughs> called the ride. Um, and before that we worked on WWE evil, yeah. which, and then we've worked at the NFL for a while together. Yep. A million different things. Yeah. And then All I sports. did a, yeah, mainly sports. She's done one that was 
sports would you say sports related i did uh yeah i did a documentary called for walter and josiah um it is really it's a it's based on an uh, indian reservation in montana about a suicide epidemic that had happened at a high school Jeez. Wow. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I took a real turn yeah. there, but we're going to bring it back. <laughs> and then I did, <laughs> a, <it> back. <laughs> I did a 30 for 30, um, directed one called uh, Chuck and Tito. And you worked with Snelson on that one. Yep, John Snelson. John Snelson. Yep. The CU team is so great, too. For a couple years. And then before that, I did a um, documentary called Prison Fighters Five Rounds to Freedom for Showtime um, about a prison in Thailand that allows inmates to fight for their freedom. So. We have a lot wow. of range, you yeah. know, from the type yeah. of stuff. So this is uh, this is fun, and then tons of football stuff. Both of us all the football have stuff. done tons <laughs> of all access shows and football things, and for years and years. So where does this rank in terms of like just the fun? How fun it was to produce? It was so fun. Yeah, I it's up it's there favorite. for me. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. it's like the team, the coaches, the city. It was really fun. Yeah. I would say number one for me. Yeah, same. It's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be awesome. the biggest one. Yeah. So you got to come back then for season three, right? <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> if there was a season <laughs> three that we're not announcing right now, yeah, yeah, 100% we would hope to be brought back. Speaking of how big it could be, do you guys know what the numbers were on last season? It was. Are those public? We weren't there. We, we watched it, um, but I'm not sure. I know it was huge. Yeah, I know okay. it was humongous. It was big enough to get an, another one, this one greenlit. Yes, you know, so that those numbers have to be pretty significant. Yeah. And mm-hmm. everything that we're hearing, this one is um, trending to be very well stratospheric. Yeah. yeah. What does that look like? Give me a number. What's success? Millions of views. Okay. Millions. They yeah. they would expect Crazy. that this one would shatter all the records at Amazon stuff. That's awesome. Wow. My mom will be so happy to hear. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. You want to hit the news? But only, then... but all the peaks will hit when you guys are on. That's the thing. I'm the, pretty the sure that it'll be like down here. And then all of a sudden, Clearly, let's go. The best content. <laughs> all right. Um, we got a little bit of news and then we'll uh, we'll get you guys out of yeah, here. Yeah, we'll briefly hit this news. We do have a outside linebacker slash defensive ends coach now. Coach Vincent Dancy being promoted from defensive analyst to replace Coach Nick Williams as defensive ends or outside linebackers coach. Uh, shout out to our friend Neely and the pregame show for breaking that yes. one. Yes, and I also got a fresh fade today in honor of Coach Dancy. There you go. <laughs> I love that for you. Um, coaching news is coming to you guys. Just hang tight. Yeah, and the one thing I wanted to say on that is like some of this stuff. There, you know, you just heard them talk about all these little rules that they have to follow. Yes. There's sometimes you can't announce something because they haven't officially been released from a contract in another place. So like. Coach Prime isn't just like sitting there twiddling his thumbs right now. <laughs> right. He's got he's got a coaching staff coming in. Some of these guys that haven't been announced are already in place. Yeah. Um, are, are already doing their jobs. Yes. But for stupid reasons, I literally remember one time CU hired an assistant basketball coach, and like I I, ta- I was talking to him outside of a press conference room, and then we went into the press conference with Tad Boyle, and the SID was like, "No questions are allowed about that guy because." we can't officially announce it yet. So it's like, yeah. there's just little things. So no need to worry. <clears throat> and then um, there's just been a few offers and stuff. We'll get to those tomorrow. Shout out to Travis for winning the Paul Horning Award. Yes. Can't win Pac-12 first team all-purpose player, but gets the nation's most versatile player award. Yep. Whatever yep. is going on there. But yeah. we'll take the uh, we'll take the national award. We will. Over the Pac-12 award, which Pac-12 doesn't even exist anymore. That's true. It's over. The Pac-2. <laughs> yes, exactly. yes. The Pac-2. Yes. Sorry, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, guys, thank you so much for your time. 
Uh, Thanks for having us. Yeah, like just watching you guys work from an outside perspective this week or this year has been amazing. Uh, and like from the jump, I was like, this is going to be awesome to watch. Yep. Thanks. You. Um, so cannot wait. Obviously, you get to see a couple episodes tonight. Can't wait for that. And uh, congratulations, because uh, I think it's going to be huge. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. Yeah. And you guys have been awesome, too. Thank you so much for Thank participating. Of course. One, of course. And two, for like all of everything that you do for the buffs. Like it's it's rad. You guys have a really cool audience and we're really excited we to be part of Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out to you guys, Buff Nation. Shout out to Micah and Jamie. Appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Let's go, go Buffs. Go Buffs. We all city like the mayor.